Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of Criminal Complaints. Yay! <laughs> I am your host, Gia Nina Lambert. Hi, I'm Bella. And I'm Lucci. And we are three sisters who decided to make a fucking podcast. Woo! And by three of us, I mean me. <laughs> and I just dragged you people along. <laughs> so this is the second recording that we've had. Actually, third. Just kidding. <laughs> Let me re- <laughs> Let me recap. Um, hi, I stabbed myself with a stapler the first time. Uh, five minutes in, and we had to delete all of it. <laughs> and then the second time, our dad walked in, and I accidentally hit him in the face with a door. <laughs> and then the third time, we thought he left, and then all of a sudden we hear him screaming for Bella, even though after we actually told him that we were recording. So <laughs> this is going great so far, I think, Ooh, personally. I think it's a good start. I yeah. Should, you know, every obstacle. Yeah. <laughs> so this podcast... The way I kind of want to set this podcast up, I am of the opinion that murderers and criminals should most fucking definitely be made fun of. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. For sure. Period. Mm -hmm. (laughs) As they should. (laughs) Bitches, you know? And I think that no one can make fun of you like teenage girls can make fun of Mm. you. Definitely. You know, sometimes And we're some real fucking assholes. And I personally think we should use our assholery for good. So let's let's get into it, shall we? Yeah. All right. So our first criminal today, well, our only criminal today, <laughs> is going to be Miss Audrey Marie Frazier. Audrey, Audrey's a fucking bitch. Okay. Let's just get this straight. We okay. don't like her. You, no, sh- throughout this whole thing, you're not going to like her at all. Okay. And in the second part, because this is going to be a two-part episode, the second part, you truly are not going to understand where Audrey comes into this, but it'll be good. I promise. Okay. So, let's start with her unfortunate birth. <laughs> Audrey Marie Fraser was born June 4th, 1933 in Blue Mountain, Alabama. Mm. Her parents are Huey and Lucille. <laughs> so, I mean, Lucille is a pretty name, right? Sure. Lucille and Audrey are kind of, like, good names. Not good names, but, like, they're very, like, Hollywood-esque names, mm-hmm. you know? And this is not Hollywood at all. This is the middle of fucking Alabama. And, <laughs> and these people are mill workers, okay? okay? So they're the middle of the, dep- the Depression. They are not wealthy by any means mm-hmm. and they're by the way they're 18 and 24 so when she was born yeah when she was born mm. so the mom was 18 the dad was 24 mm, are they cousins <laughs> no <laughs> i'm i'm it's convinced bella you've known these people for about five minutes i'm convinced so huey and lucille get married and about a year after the wedding they have Audrey, but she goes by Marie. Mm-hmm. The whole the whole thing, she never goes by Audrey. Mm-hmm. White girl name. She's, that's, okay, Marie is like a Guido rite of passage. <laughs> like, all of us, every single Italian person knows a Marie, or is like related to a Marie. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Caucasian. Caucasian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Marie ends up being an only child, mm-hmm. and she was never disciplined at all. So, because her parents worked in the mill, and it's mm-hmm. the Great Depression, they didn't really raise her 
they kind of stuck her with the aunts and that's who kind of raised her mm-hmm. so when they visited marie because they visited all the time they mm-hmm. fucking adored this bitch oh this bitch was like the light of their lives they spoiled the fuck out of her did they have kids too or was she like who the aunts yeah no oh. no the, nobody had kids oh. it was only marie it so she was yeah, doted literally on. like so because she was so spoiled she was never ever disciplined mm-hmm. at all this bitch was like running wild if she never got what she wanted she threw tantrums like a motherfucker okay right off the bat she's the kind of bitch that we would not have liked yeah at all (laughs) they did love marie they loved marie to the ends of the earth and they didn't want her to kind of end up like them working in the factories Mm -hmm. and stuff and you'll see that social climbing is kind of an aspect in this because they didn't want Marie to end up like them and be less fortunate than they are. Mm-hmm. They wanted to provide for her. And of course, like every good parent, you want your kid to succeed in life and be better than what you were. Sure. So they're good parents. I mean, I don't agree with... You think the murderer's parents were good parents? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Oh, no, no. No, they're good parents, though. No, in a sense, they were good parents parents because they loved her and they doted on her and cared about her Mm. but did they know she was a murderer though no so she they they fucked up they're still young and Mm -hmm. they would leave marie with the parents for like days on end Mm -hmm. like without visiting but then they would come back and they would be like we love you hey we love you yeah all that stuff she was born in 1933 by Mm -hmm. 1945 the parents kind of like got their shit together and this is after the great depression right Mm -hmm. so they ended up buying their own house in aniston alabama so yeah so they're in the world right so they're moving up aniston is kind of a a couple blocks from blue mountain and from what i figured blue mountain was kind of like the north side oh of like yes so in fort worth for people that don't live here we live in fort worth and north side is kind of like the projects where everybody is yeah blue mountain in there from what i read is like where all the factory workers lived yeah and like they didn't really see their kids a lot they were working long hours all that stuff Mm -hmm. so they end up moving to this nicer neighborhood they get a house together the aunts aren't raising her anymore it's just the parents and marie okay this is when the parents kind of social climb a little bit Mm-hmm. And this definitely rubs off on Marie. So basically, since they were working for the factory for a long, long time, they kind of were recognized as reliable workers, mm-hmm. as very dependable. Mm-hmm. So they kind of got job promotions based on that. Marie starts going to kind of a wealthier school. Mm-hmm. And she takes this social climbing. She sees this social climbing. And she kind of mirrors it in her school life. Mm-hmm. So she starts hanging out with like the more privileged girls the ones that are wealthier the kids that have a little more money mm-hmm. and she's elite yep yep and the leechy bitch yeah and also let's not forget that she's a fucking bitch she's oh. throwing she's still throwing tantrums she's 12 at this point and she's throwing tantrums like a motherfucker she's like regina george she basically <laughs> regina marie <laughs> Since they moved up to, like, the upper middle class area, her parents always made sure she was dressed really well. They never, they never looked like they struggled. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They didn't look poor. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> no. No. Not that they didn't look poor, but they made an effort yeah. to not, like, look poor. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, that's what we're talking about here. Yeah. So, always well-dressed. She... She's always very proper. And 
every source that I read Mm -hmm. made it a fucking point to say that at the end of seventh grade, she was voted the prettiest girl in seventh grade. Oh my yeah. god. Period. So she is like Do you think do you think it. she's like is she dead or is she in prison? <laughs> Wait, now? Yeah. <laughs> no, this bitch is dead. Oh yeah. <laughs> she's dead. Oh my god. Girl, how old was she? Like 70. No, she wouldn't even be like 100 yet. Bella. Well, I'm just saying maybe she got shanked in prison, but I'm just <laughs> I'm just saying like can you imagine like her in prison a few years ago and being like No, this bitch uh spoiler, this bitch dies of hypothermia and what? we will get oh my god, to really? this. Shit. Yes. Do you think in her last moment she was like me. <laughs> so so, me the prettiest in seventh grade. No, she is so egotistical that I mean, I'm pretty sure she thought of this. And if she she's ever like, I'm too pretty to die. They thought I was pretty in seventh grade. <laughs> That's how I imagine her. I imagine her looking like a meth like an addict. Oh, she looks like a total meth head. Really? She if you look at pictures of this bitch, like I don't know what Red. the fuck they thought of her, but she definitely looks like she's uh-huh. on something. At this time, you know, in junior high and in a middle school, you kind of, like, try to figure out what career you wanted. And because it's the 1940s, you're... Did you just Google this bitch? <laughs> yeah, oh, I think. She's, like, look, she's pretty, but sure. she's, like, not... She's not the best. I mean, he could do better. <laughs> I'm just saying. She looks like a crazy bitch, though. Doesn't she look fucking She got psycho? crazy in her fucking eyes. Yeah, I know. She looks like a um, mouth breather. Okay. <laughs> so, in middle school, she started to become really dedicated to becoming a secretary. And it's not like the secretary we know now. This is the 40s. And, mm-hmm. like, that's what all these wealthy bitches did. Like, yeah, they were like, I want to be under a man. <laughs> I want to be a slave for them i went to cut up their mail she wants to be a secretary mm-hmm. and she was actually an ffla like what we think of ffla mm-hmm. she was like she the goats. head no <laughs> she did not raise goats <laughs> so she's 12 right and she meets a boy oh period um no because this boy is a junior in fucking high school oh just no. like her daddy <laughs> this bitch has major daddy issues oh, like for sure so this guy is named frank frank hilly now frank by all accounts he's a really nice guy Mm -hmm. they meet when she's 12 okay basically and they start dating when she's around 13 okay so he's 17 at this time and he's planning to go into the navy okay good for him yeah right She's going to get him right out of those barracks. <laughs> the spot, baby. And, Bella, you are kind of right. <laughs> Period. So, Frank Hilly actually graduated a year later when she was just starting high school. Uh-huh. Um, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm totally kidding. There is everything fucking wrong like, with that. Can you imagine being so dumb? You have to, like... <laughs> you're getting out of high school, you know? And then, and oh, yeah. Like, and then the prettiest me. girl of seventh grade comes up and you're like... Hey, fellas, look at my girl. Did you know she is just a freshman? <laughs> she looks She's prime marriage age at this point. At this point, I think we should get married, boys. Yeah, for sure. She wants to be a secretary. <laughs> She's going to be my secretary. So, okay. Okay. They were, like, smitten with each other. Okay. Like, they were, like, you know how high school couples are now? Uh, where, did they fuck in the hallways like they do now? <laughs> Do you see those band kids? I promise you, we make fun of them, but they don't stop. 
won't ever stop. They just I know. they just sit there on the floor and just grind. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like, how? How do you just forget about every other human being? Well, remember that this fucker is going into the navy. Right. So they are a long distance, and he actually gets stationed in Guam. Mmm. War. <laughs> Marie continues her high school career, and she's still, like, very pretty. Everyone thinks she's super, super pretty. She's super hot. All the guys are like, fuck Frank. <laughs> I want this bitch. She's going to be their secretary. <laughs> so, in 1951, this is Marie's last year of high school. She's 18. Okay. And she fucking drops out of high school and is like, hey, Frank. She's, oh, she didn't no. even finish fucking high school. No, yeah, and this bitch. She's the prettiest fucking girl she didn't finish. So they get married. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what's crazy <laughs> is that right after they get married, Frank actually discovers that the whole time that he's been in the military for five years, he oh. was on a five-year contract. Yep. All his paychecks that he made, uh-huh. he was sending home to Marie. So she Aww. she can put into their savings account. Uh-huh. So when they get married, they can oh, buy a house them. and all that stuff. And you're like, right? This and you're like, is a whore. I already fucking know it. I know. I, I know. Literally, I already know. She sat there every single day and she was like, I'm going to take this check and I'm going to put it in my account. And I'm going to go... And buy clothes <laughs> and secretary other- shit. <laughs> no, and buy Bella- a new printer. <laughs> <laughs> and Bella, you are not wrong because when Frank comes back and they get married, he finds out there is no fucking money left. She spent everything over five years. This bitch took every single paycheck, spent the whole fucking thing. And <laughs> what, what could she possibly need? She's literally 15. Like, at this point, she's like 15, 16, 17. Who the fuck knows what she was spending it on? Literally. Apparently, this was not a deal breaker for Frank (gasps) because they stay together. No. Yeah, they stay together. Can you imagine you come back from the war and you're fucking broke as hell and your (laughs) wife is like, oops. (laughs) And also, she's 18. Oh, yeah, right. (laughs) And barely legal. And I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. Yeah, for real. And you know what's also, like, kind of fucked up about this? What? Is that she's already pregnant. Oh. Wait. They get married in May 1951. Do they get married before he leaves or after? After he left oh. for the Navy. Oh. So he comes back. He was on a five-year contract. Oh, he, he, comes- he came, he came oh. back home. He comes, he comes back. Yeah, so he comes back home. And they, they get, get married, married. And she's already pregnant by this point. <sighs> they have she, she has the baby in November 1951. Mm, that's not his baby. No, it, it is his baby. Okay. We know it is his baby. But that was my first thought, too. I was like, this bitch been fucking. So this year, even though she didn't finish high school, or maybe she did. I can't remember, to be honest. Okay. She dropped out. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember if she dropped out. What the hell? It seems like she dropped out because they got married in May, and that's usually when you graduate. So, like, if you get married, I don't think. This was also the 50s. Yeah, this was also (laughs) the 50s, so I don't think she graduated. But that doesn't fucking matter because she does get a job as a secretary. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so she's goals, bitch. Yes, yeah, so she's making moves, right? She okay. has a baby. She's newly married. She's a fucking secretary. This is what she wanted her entire life. Right. Like this is what she wanted. Yeah. This and is she- this is the American fucking dream for her. Right. Let's not forget that this bitch is a spoiled fucking brat. Okay. okay. So when Frank came home and every single paycheck was spent by her, mm-hmm. this kind of made their 
relationship rocky but i think she just was like no you can't fucking divorce me i'm pregnant yeah so they started working for the same shipping company okay so he is part of like the warehouse and she's the secretary for Mm, the warehouse a good pam and jim moment yes exactly pam and jim and you don't want to reference them to pam and jim because of what happens after bella oh no oh yeah she let's not forget (laughs) she's a murderer i mean i do be kind of forgetting that i'm like sitting here and i'm like "Mm, secretary now yeah she like sounds fantastic she does she she sounds like very proper right now like yes like she, she does she sounds like she came you know came up from the projects and got her shit together married a boy has a baby underway you know what i mean yeah yeah and but she's not let's remember she's a fucking bitch <laughs> right. and in the office everyone says everyone that talked to her was like okay she's the office gossiper okay she she's in everyone's fucking bullshit really she doesn't shut the fuck up <laughs> she she focuses on everything else besides work okay but to the bosses she was always on their good side she was always reliable she's always dependable and frank was part of that because frank was always on time frank is like the perfect employee yeah so by association she kind they were like the perfect workers yeah so frank stays with the shit stain forever right (laughs) and they end up actually having another baby in 1960 So the first baby was named Michael. Michael was about nine when the next baby was born. And the next... That's a jump. Yeah. Yeah, I know. So that's why I think that this was not planned. Carol was born in Mm -hmm. 1960. And after this is when... Shit goes down? Yes. (laughs) Carol's birth is kind of the trigger moment. (gasps) for audrey oh, oh my no. god no carol lives oh, my <laughs> no. okay, oh, oh my barely god, barely <laughs> oh my god i was ready for you i was like i felt like sad i was like oh my god this baby died like on the way and that's why she's no. murdering people oh bitch <laughs> get ready for this shit oh, no. you know while they're growing up they never really say that marie was a good mom she was always there and mm-hmm. she always spoiled her kids okay. she was She's very materialistic. Let's not forget that. She's still a shit stain, okay? (laughs) So she spoils her kids, but she was so emotionally unavailable. Mm -hmm. She was just very cold to them. She wasn't ever, like, horrible or abusive. She just wasn't there emotionally. She just wasn't connected to them. And so she, everyone said that she kind of favored Michael over Carol. Mm -hmm. And it's weird because Carol was kind of Frank's. I mean, Frank loved Michael, but Frank and Carol, because she was kind of, like, pushed away by her mom, Frank just really coddled her, and Carol was his baby. You know? Like, they, I, yeah, I read in, like, a lot of case studies that they would always go on ice cream dates, and, like, he would take her out. Daddy-daughter time! Exactly, exactly. So, by all accounts, they look like a good family, Mm -hmm. and at work, they're very reliable they're just like like, perfect workers they seem perfect yeah however money is still a fucking issue Um, because this bitch overspends and buys just like the most useless shit (laughs) she'll buy random ass furniture she'll buy like clothes that they don't need like she buys everything the bills piled up the bills did pile up but Marie became the sole, like, financial person in the relationship. That's so she... That is not a good idea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Especially if he knows yeah. that she fucking spends shit all the time. Well, in these times, 
the woman was mainly the caretaker of the home and of homemaking, all that stuff. So Frank kind of let her pay mm-hmm. the bills yeah. and you know Did she all that actually stuff. ever pay the bills oh like, fuck no oh. <laughs> <laughs> so all the bills she actually um she was paying them for a little yeah. bit but then she kind of let them go unpaid yeah. or they would pay be paid late mm-hmm. um and actually frank didn't know marie actually started to take out secret loans oh and God. of these loans were secret life insurance policies wait on him oh. On him. Wait, on the kids too? Or just on him? the kids too. <gasps> oh on God. He didn't ever know that Marie actually took out a secret life insurance policy on him. Uh-huh. Yeah. And she was the beneficiary for multiple policies. Oh she was God. the beneficiary for Frank's policy, mm-hmm. her mother's policy. She was the beneficiary for her kids' policies. And this will come up later. So mm-hmm. keep that in the back of your little dingus, okay? Dingus. Fall of 1974. Mm -hmm. This is when shit goes downhill. Now, Frank starts getting super, super sick. And he cannot figure out what the fuck it is. He's... It seems like the Mm -hmm. flu. So... Polo. Did you say polo? You mean polio, (laughs) you fucking moron? (laughs) I was about to say Marco. (laughs) (laughs) No. Oh, I hate you. No. So he was very nauseous all the time. Uh-huh. He was sent home from work a couple times. And this was weird because one of the times he came home from work, um, he walked in and found Marie fucking her boss. <gasps> yes. Oh my God. I knew she was a whore. She belongs to the streets. <laughs> so she. Did he break up with her? No. Oh, he stays with let's remember he's very ill marie takes care of him yeah even though she's fucking around and she spends money she takes care Mm -hmm. of him Mm -hmm. he's very Mm -hmm. ill he's very sick he cannot find out what the fuck this is right so one night it becomes may of 1975 Mm -hmm. this may frank is actually admitted to the hospital after he is found outside by marie it's 3 a.m. He's in his underwear and he's outside just roaming the streets. <gasps> Literally hallucinating. He is, yeah, he's Ooh, really he sick. He was on that good kush. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I wish. I <laughs> wish he was on that good kush. I know. What you find out mm. is that. Um, he was feeding him fucking something. No. Lead. Was it? <laughs> I'm trying so, to think of shit from back then. I can't. So he was, he was obviously admitted to the hospital. Yeah. Marie takes him to the hospital. And on May 25th, it was 4 a.m., the whole family is, like, staying with him in the hospital. Uh And Michael wakes up at 4 a.m. on May 25th and goes to drive to get the grandparents to come visit Frank in the hospital. Yeah, so, like, the babies are, like, grown. They're grown, grown yes. They're grown right now. So I think, I believe at this time, um, he was, like, 24 or something. And then, um... Carol was 15. Yeah. So they're teenagers. So he goes to drive to bring the grandparents to visit him at the hospital. Mm -hmm. Well, he comes to the hospital. Marie is asleep and Frank is dead. (gasps) Uh, He finds Frank has no pulse. He is deceased. And wait, no nurses, no doctors fucking know or what? It's 4 (gasps) a.m. Yep, it's 4 a.m. Yeah. So because at this point, remember, it's the 70s. It's not as complex as it is now. But, and you know. Doctors went home. (laughs) Yeah, no, doctors did not go home. But doctors, I think, because it was 4 a.m. And because they thought he was sleeping. And he wasn't 
they didn't think he was going to die. They just thought he was very, very sick. Yeah. And they could not figure out what it was. So they weren't, like, expecting him to pass away. Yeah. It was actually determined that Frank died of infectious hepatitis, which is a blood disease. Okay. So, like, she couldn't have killed him. Oh, wait a minute. <gasps> Bella, hold your fucking horses. Oh my God. It's a type of blood disease, and it, it really fucks you up. Yeah. yeah. The whole That's family funny. is fucking depressed. Aww. Everyone is so upset um besides shit stain marie <laughs> no really oh my god can you imagine well the whole time she was fucking the boss anyway she didn't give a fuck she was just she was like oh my money <laughs> oh. no this bitch did not give a single shit a little bit afterwards marie had been complaining not that she missed her husband not that she you know was so upset and grieving and was taking care of two teenagers alone now oh my god um she was upset that she had spent the entire secret insurance <laughs> policy so quickly oh my god how dare i you know can you fucking hate myself can you imagine being like carol because like carol was so like close to her father <laughs> can you imagine just like hearing mom downstairs she's like talking to her mom on the phone and being like ma can you fucking believe this shit <laughs> no no you are going to feel so bad for carol oh, in about no. 10 minutes <laughs> No. No. So the family suffered so much after Frank died. Aww. And you know what's crazy is that like it felt like a lot of bad things just were just happening really? like time after time after time. Like this was like this a snowball effect. Yeah. Uh huh. So Mike, a little bit after Frank's passing, Mike the son found out that his wife was pregnant. <gasps> And because Cute. of all the stress, <gasps> no, Michael yes, Michael, yeah. Because of all the stress, they had lost the baby, their first baby. Aww. So this was so fucking hard on them. Really? It was so Did the devastating. Mom have a life policy? <laughs> <laughs> no, not on the baby, not on the unborn baby. <laughs> Thank fucking Christ. I know. I was ready for her to be like, actually, I kicked the mom down the stairs. <laughs> 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 that is not funny at all. I know. Mm. No, what is funny is that Marie's such a shit stain that she would do that. I know, right? I'm like, I was waiting for you to be like, and this is where Marie starts killing everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not yet. Okay. Just wait a couple years. Don't okay. worry. So, after this, then Marie finds out her mother is actually diagnosed with cancer. Oh. Well, so, that's... Lu policy on that bitch yeah she did didn't she oh <laughs> yes. but how, said that before. oh my god but how could she have known this bitch has cancer <gasps> she gave her fucking cancer how do you give a bitch cancer no hold on <laughs> let me tell this story oh, yeah. you're gonna shit cancer. your pants oh, yeah. i'm gonna fucking suffocate her in her sleep like i did my husband god yeah, do not like she lucille <laughs> genuinely has cancer genuinely has oh, cancer okay. no <laughs> <laughs> No, and Lucille, by all accounts, is the sweetest fucking woman Aww, ever. Oh, that's so How nice. Did she have Marie? Yeah, literally. Fucking exactly. <laughs> it's so Huey, we've decided. It really is Huey. She has daddy issues. She does, yes. Business. So, you know what's crazy after this? Is that. 
fire starts <gasps> everywhere. Oh, she she's an like arsonist now? <laughs> like an what? arsonist like to other people? Or like she started a fire in her own home? So at this point, after Frank's passing, Marie, Lucille, and Carol are all living together oh, in the okay. same house. Sure. Wait, what happened to Huey? Not Huey. Oh, yeah, Huey. I guess... Uh, it's like, uh, <laughs> I guess Huey just fucking died at this point. <laughs> well, she killed Huey, that's it. No. That's the story. Huey, okay, Huey is never mentioned oh after God, really? this. Yeah, he, like, that literally. That motherfucker left the family. He knew his daughter was fucking crazy. <laughs> no. He was like, oh, Lucy, you're so nice. And then after fucking her husband died, <laughs> he was like, mm-mm, was, I'm leaving. Bye. Well, okay, so... I, I, I didn't find anything on Huey, to yeah. be completely honest. So, when they're living together, the house accidentally burns down. Accidentally. <laughs> so, so, they have to move in to an apartment next to Mike and his wife. Okay. So, while they are in the apartment, that same apartment caught on fire as well. Oh my god. And nobody made the connection. Literally, when you said bad shit just kept happening, like, literally this whole family must be like, must be like, oh my god, the devil is here. It's setting fire to our homes. Well, everyone except bad bitch Lucille. Yeah, right. Lucille was sus as fuck. Really? So, Lucille was like, what the fuck is happening and she actually reports multiple times that there were gas leaks going on in both the apartment and the house because the house was getting redone. Yeah. Do you think at this point, like, if you're, you're obviously not thinking that maybe one of your family members or your daughter's, like, fucking, you yeah. know, setting fire to your home. Do you think she's sitting there and she's like, someone's trying to kill me? I think she's so. Like, like, I think she might have known it might have been either like Marie or Carol because she also reports <gasps> a small fire being started in... In the hall closet at one point. Really? Yup, the closet. Were they burning clothes? Well, like, some things look accidental. Like someone Like flammable clothes. Cloth. Like, right? This was the 70s, ho. Okay. Okay. <laughs> this is not like I the 1800s. <laughs> Lucille was sus as fuck, and she's calling the police. Like, yeah, right. She's re- she yeah, she's reporting all this shit. And to be honest, they're like, the police are like, we can't figure this out. Yeah. I don't know if someone's stalking you. I don't know if, you know, someone's breaking in. You bitches are or cursed. Maybe, yeah, literally. The devil. Like, at this point, like, if the police can't find anything, they must be thinking, like, I'm cursed or somebody's trying to kill me. Exactly. Like, it's either, it's one or two of those things, or they think Frank is just fucking haunting them. <laughs> Frank's like, you stole my money? Fire. Every time, every time he's mentioned, he comes back and he's like, guess leave. (laughs) Burst a pipe. Unfortunately, in January of 1977, Lucille Lucille passes away from cancer. And everyone is fucking devastated. Exactly. <laughs> How did you know? Oh my god. Well, you are partially correct because she gets the insurance policy from oh, that. Oh yeah. Also, I forgot to mention that by um when your house sets on fire, you get the money. You get the money for that. Um yes. 
Does she get, did she get money from... They couldn't figure out if it was arson or if it was accidental. Right. So they ruled it accidental. Do you think she was just, like, trying to, like, fucking experiment and see, like, which one looks realer, like, Uh, no. I think she was trying to burn the fucking house down. Well, I know. Well, obviously, but do you think, like, in her head she was like, okay, well, they think setting a fire in the closet is not as real as a gas leak. She's sitting there in the bedroom and she's, like, trying to start a match and she's like, not in the closet. Not in the... (laughs) Oh, my God, a vision board of fire. <laughs> she's like it's like a house and then a fire <laughs> and then a few matches somewhere she's and like, then he has like stick <laughs> figures of her family like as little kids would draw like draw and she's sitting there and she's like mm, except this one X out mom and wait for the daughter <laughs> bella you are low-key kind of correct period as i should be so carol and marie get an apartment together <laughs> And at this point, Mike moves away with his wife. He's like, I can't fucking do this anymore. He he moves to Florida. Okay, good yeah. for him. So Marie and Carol More Hicks, but you know, right? More so Marie and Carol first move with them, mm-hmm. but they move back to Aniston. And in April 1979, when they move back, Carol starts getting super fucking no, sick. Really? Yes. She's at this point, no, at this point, she's a freshman in college. Right. And she starts getting sick after a party. That's when she recognizes Uh, it. So she didn't think it was a sickness. She thought she drank too much. Uh She threw up and she's like, fuck, I feel like shit. Yeah. (laughs) So she's thinking, I'm partying all the time. That's why I'm sick. Yeah. It never really got better, which is weird because. That's what the father had. Yeah. Yeah. And this happens throughout the summer. Was she. Wait, I hate to ask, but was she, like, living with the mom while in Oh, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. They were in an apartment together. Okay, yeah. So, in the apartment, um, you know, they had really bad financial trouble, too, because Marie was the one that furnished the entire apartment. Mm -hmm. She was paying the bills, and she eventually started to take care of Carol. Yeah. When she started getting sick and Carol did not get better, Marie starts being her caretaker 100% of the time. And Carol goes to the hospital a couple times, about three times between that April and the end of July. Mm -hmm. And they could not figure out what the fuck was wrong with her at all. The doctors were so stumped. They were like, I think it's a flu, but the flu would never get better. And they just didn't know what the fuck it was. In August, Carol goes to the doctor for a fourth time. And uh-huh. at this point, they're like, okay, I think you need to see a psychiatrist. Because they think that because of all the trauma in her life, really, they think that that's making her sick. And that they think that she was originally getting sick because of her partying. But because the trauma in her brain was like, my dad got sick. Yeah, then I'm getting sick too. I'm getting sick too. Oh. And it was just kind of a placebo thing. Yeah. So. Which like, you know, at this point. You would maybe think, like, it kind of seems possible, you know? Yes. Because you don't really know much. Like, at this point, yeah, nothing really seems, like, suspicious. Like, to me, like, because I know at this point she's a murderer. Like, I'm like, this bitch murdered this bitch and this bitch and this bitch. But, like, I guess to, like, their whole family and anybody, like, the doctors or anybody like that, they're like, okay, like. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? They, yeah, Yeah, they don't, they don't think it's her at all. Yeah. They don't think. I they just think it's bad luck to be honest with and you. It's Frank. Well, <laughs> it's Huey. It's well, 
And the thing is that Frank died of hepatitis. Yeah, right. Like, and Lucille died of cancer. So, they're like... Like, there's reasons. So it's yeah, not just, like, he dropped dead in the middle of, like, their fucking living room. Like, no. Yeah. Like, at a hospital, like, he was just, like, he just died suddenly and she was asleep and she didn't even notice. Like, yes. you know what I mean? At this point, Carol goes to the psychiatrist. She's committed to a psych ward. Oh. And at the same time, Marie ends up being arrested and put out on bond because remember the furniture she had bought? It's stolen. Uh, <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> but that is kind of on brand. Really? No. Period. So she wrote the check. She bought it, uh-huh. but she didn't have enough money to buy it. Yeah, she, she was, was oh, in hell Yes, she's in hella debt. So they reported her ass to collections. And when she didn't pay it, the police were like, fucker, we gotta arrest you. Mm-hmm, yeah. Like, that's fraud. Literally. Yeah, so she was ri- she was writing bad checks. They got yeah. bounced and the they, the bank filed charges on her. Yeah. So she, her. yeah. And because it's like a small offense, she was let out on bond. Yeah. Okay. So during this time, you know, they're back in the apartment together Carol was released from the psych ward, and she's yeah. feeling a little bit better. Which, yeah. yeah, so yeah. she's feeling better. Probably because she's away from fucking Marie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fucking food at night. <laughs> Bella, do not get ahead of yourself. Oh my god, you... <laughs> Did she feed Carol, like, human? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I've been trying to figure out. Really? Best, like, half Are you hour. really? You're really yeah. like, you've been like, she's a cannibal. Yeah. <laughs> No. She's a, she's a the first time you mentioned it, I was like, she's feeding people, people. <laughs> no. <laughs> Our brains are so fucking different. That was so funny. Luchi's sitting over here for a half hour thinking this bitch is a fucking cannibal. And I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, she's a fucking whore. <laughs> so, no, to answer your question, she was not a feeding her daughter human flesh. <laughs> human meat no she was not doing that carol and marie are chilling in the apartment one day in august yeah um it's late august early september and carol's best friend eve comes over (gasps) so eve and carol are talking or whatever and marie announces okay carol it's time for your medication yeah um marie takes out this big ass needle (gasps) (laughs) and she injects carol with it yeah carol was like oh yeah this is my medication that's fine but Eve was like, what the fuck is this, bitch? Like, we don't even know what the fuck is wrong with you. Like, yeah. what do they give you for medication? And Carol's like, I have no fucking clue. Like, she's just been giving me all this medication. Which, I mean, to be honest, Carol is still her daughter and yeah, she's still right. a dependent, so. At this point, like, you wouldn't be like, oh yeah, my mom's fucking killing me. Like, <laughs> no, you'd be like, oh, mom, stop sticking a fucking needle in my arm. <laughs> I know I'm depressed. Yeah, for real. So, and you know what's weird is that Carol, that night, Eve mm-hmm. goes home and calls her later and asks her about it. And Carol says, oh, yeah, the doctors have been giving me medication through needles, too. Like, so it's not a weird thing. Yeah. Is it not the same medicine? It, no, it is the same. Oh. It is the same. Mm-hmm. So She but, just mixes a little, like, arsenic in there. <gasps> <gasps> oh, my God. Did I really? Jibbity job. Let me tell the story. Oh my god, I just picked a fucking drug. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell the story. Eve is a fucking snitch, as she should oh my be. God, and she calls Mike and is like, okay, this bitch is giving Carol medication that I don't know what the fuck it is. Yeah. And Mike is like, okay, that's sus as fuck. Yeah. And he calls the police department and is like, exhume my fucking dad. 
because this shit is not adding up. I want you to do a full toxicology on him. Oh my god, really? Well, he's been dead for fucking 10 years. Well, uh, not 10. Um, this is 1977. He died in 75, I think, so only a couple years. Oh, wait. Yeah. Yeah, she's killed, like, three people in the span of two years. Like, damn, bitch. (laughs) She's working. She's working hard. <laughs> I mean, the devil works hard, but Marie works fucking harder. <laughs> no, so Eve freaks the fuck out. She snitches, and also like, good on her. I want a best friend like that. Like, yeah. my best friend would fucking do go that bestie, shit in a heartbeat. Go, go, That's bestie. my best friend. See hey. a ba- bad bitch. You know, she snitched on a bitch. <laughs> Mike eventually calls the police and is like, please exhume my dad. And But the police are like, we have no fucking evidence. We can't yeah. just dig up your fucking dad. Dude. And they, the whole family knows Which, at this point, and they try to get Marie away from Carol. Because yeah. they think that, like, she's a bad influence on Carol and yeah. making her worse. Yeah. So, September 30th, 1979, Marie gets arrested again for bad checks oh okay during this time when she's arrested the family transfers carol to the university of birmingham hospital mm-hmm. like a good reputable hospital and not yeah. some bumfuck in the middle tweedledee yeah, right. town Period. hospital and you know what's crazy is that the doctor sees like little white lines on her fingertips and on her toes which he's like okay <laughs> wait a minute and the dog the people you know the family tells them okay yeah marie has been giving random medications through needles after the doctor discovered white lines on carol's fingertips and her toes and she actually had white deposits on her nails too and they were spreading um well whoop-de-doo it's a sign of arsenic poisoning (laughs) oh my god i am so fucking smart well oh my god they actually test carol for arsenic poisoning and mike is like okay bitch this is the time to exhume my dad because two plus two is not 47 (laughs) and this shit is not adding up so the aniston police department get involved and on september 26th marie is questioned for two fucking hours because why is your okay it's normal to have a little bit of arsenic in your body right okay why uh just because of the elements it's a naturally occurring element but the amount that was in carol's system is like way over exactly in that two hours that she was questioned she denies that she poisoned her daughter she's like i have no fucking clue what's going on Yeah, yeah yeah but she does say that yes the the doctors were giving me this medication that i was injecting my daughter with yes she and she was like they were injecting her with the medication too so they talked to the doctors and like oh no that bitch gave us that medication <laughs> like oh she, my god really She's yes more knowledgeable than you well yeah but at this point they don't know that the doctors say that the doctors don't say that yeah but she admits that she's like oh yeah i was giving this medication to my mom my sick mom as well oh yup girl she did on october 3rd 1979 frank hilly's body is actually exhumed right and they tested him for arsenic poisoning and they took hair samples Uh and now they test when they take hair samples they test the root of your hair the middle and the end of your hair okay Okay. because at the rate your hair grows you can pinpoint a time when poisoning happened okay so so yes it is very very smart in the hair samples that were taken from the the center of the strand there was 10 times the normal (laughs) amount of arsenic 
in his hair. And remember, he was decomposing for four years. years. It's 79. So after time, the arsenic or all the toxins kind of expel from your body. There was still 10 times the normal amount in, no, in the center of the hair strands. So the the root of the hair strands (laughs) had over 100 times the normal amount. She, like, killed, killed this motherfucker. Oh, yup. And they determined that because of the hair growth, she was poisoning him for almost a year. Oh, my God. And he, this fucker just would not die. Oh, my God. Can you imagine, like, learning that? Yup. Like, no, but, like, as his daughter, like, can you imagine being like, yeah, daddy didn't fucking give up. <laughs> well, isn't that crazy, though? Yeah. That for, um, for literally, um, they think it's around eight months that she was poisoning oh him. Oh, my God. Yep. So, from fall, I want to say, like, uh, around October when he started feeling ill right. to May, that's that time period. Jeez. So, October 6th, um, Frank's sisters are... The aunts? Yes, yep. the aunts are notified... Obviously, because... About the, the findings. <laughs> yes, they're notified about the findings, and like good sisters, they break into Marie's apartment... As they should. Fucking And bitches. they search the shit out of that apartment. As they should. Yep. And guess what they found? Arsenic. Arsenic. Like piles. Well, no, they oh. found a vial of liquid okay. and... Like, some needles, which, yeah. I mean, obviously. Um, she gives it to the police. Uh, it's fucking arsenic. <gasps> like, literally. Can you imagine find, finding just, like, arsenic? Like- oh, and you know what's also crazy? Hmm. And just in case that didn't work, uh, Murray also had a backup of rat and mouse poisoning. You know, just in case the arsenic didn't work and she needed a backup. <laughs> oh, my fucking God. Yep. So, October 9th, this is when the police arrest her bitch ass. And when you get arrested, they take all of your belongings that are on you. All your clothes, your purse, your handbag, your phone, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, they go through her purse. This bitch had a bottle of fucking arsenic on Uh her. Yep, they find it in a pill bottle. and Like liquid in a pill bottle? Yeah, exactly. So she did not, like, hide this very well. Yeah. They test it, and it's fucking arsenic. Yeah. So I don't know what. She's a dumb fucking bitch. Literally a dumb fucking bitch. She is truly a moron. Like, like why would you? And especially if the police, you know the police are questioning you. Why would you keep it in your fucking purse? Yeah. Wouldn't you, like, throw that shit under your mattress? Or in the fucking river? I know. I know. <laughs> like, I thought, could you imagine, like, being that bitch and you're, like, and you're just so dumb and you're, like, mm, I don't want to give up killing my family. Let me just keep it in my purse. Yeah, exactly. So, by this time, the sisters and Mike get Lucille's body exhumed. Okay. Now, Lucille, oh boy, Lucille's body was exhumed, and of course, she had about four to ten times the normal levels of arsenic in her samples. Okay, like at the root? Um, yes, but they determined that her actual cause of death was cancer. Okay. Cancer did kill her, she actually did have cancer, but Marie was definitely poisoning her to speed that bitch along. Yeah. (laughs) This is crazy, that's fucking insane. Bella and Lucci, this is not, this is just background information. This is not the crime I'm going to tell you. I know she, like, goes on, she gets out of prison, she's like, oh, she does. I didn't Um, kill anybody. 
so so actually she doesn't murder anybody after this but it's still fucking crazy she doesn't murder these are the only people she ever murdered yep but she's still a crazy fucking bitch <gasps> she's an no she doesn't commit any crime well she commits one crime after this but it's not like oh, it's not like crazy okay. yes yeah, so <laughs> let me so let me let me tell you yeah <laughs> so november 11th 1979 they mm-hmm. have enough evidence and they arrest her yeah but her bond is still really low and she still is able to pay it so she's out on bond okay oh my god she goes and gets a motel room because she's like frank's sisters are literally going to fucking murder me (laughs) and i cannot be around them yeah the only contact she holds herself up in this motel room the only contact she's had with people is phone contact. Okay. So she calls her family members uh-huh. and is like, please give me some money. Her family is like, absolutely fucking not. Yeah. So she, the only other person she talks to is her lawyer, Wilfred Lane. Okay. Now, Wilfred is like, okay, you stay there. I will come to you. I will meet with you to discuss your strategy. Yeah. Prepare your legal stuff. As all this. Do. Yep. Yeah. As, as lawyers do. He's just trying to do his yeah, so yeah yeah i feel bad point. for this dude yeah i know so yeah he's like how the fuck did i get this bitch to- <laughs> so a week later it, this is the day november 18th mm-hmm. this is the day that wilfred goes to the motel room he knocks on the door no one answers so he goes in all her stuff is gone all her shit is gone her wallet her clothes her suitcases all that shit Oh my god. The only thing she left in that motel room was a note that was written on the motel stationery. Yeah. That says, and I quote, Lane, you led me straight to her. You will hear from me. How fucking ominous is that? Oh my god. And she disappears. They can't find her. Oh my god. Now. That's the scariest thing. Well, yeah. The next day, actually, her aunt actually reports that her house was burglarized her car was stolen a bunch of clothes were stolen and i some sources said a credit card was stolen but i think she it's not confirmed and also i don't think she would spend anything on it because they can track credit cards so so yes and the car was actually tracked to georgia oh okay but after that it was the car was just abandoned yeah they can't find marie (gasps) and they won't find her for four years (gasps) oh Oh, my god yeah she is considered a fugitive for almost four years that's crazy yep and that is where we are going oh to end oh my god you can do that to me one. you know because i'm gonna go to bed and i'm gonna be like <laughs> <laughs> no you guys cannot look this up because this is oh, the funniest oh my god. i i promise you i set up this story so good really? this is so funny oh She's so proud of herself. and yeah. actually shout out just to my favorite podcast small town murder because that is where i originally I heard, well, I heard the this case before, yeah. but they never told you what happened yeah. after she was a fugitive. <gasps> really? So you, like, looked it up and you're like, yeah. this is the part Yeah, well, where- Small Town Murder really did a great, great job and yeah. told- so They just kind of did the background. Well, they, like, told the- They well, told the whole story. Oh, yeah, so- I went and found a bunch of case studies online, uh-huh. and I found out so much more information. The more you know. Yeah. Know. And what she does during these four years will literally make you pee your pants laughing. Oh, my, I already know she was such a dumb bitch. Yes, and she the, was. And the fact that she lasted four fucking years is, like, crazy. Oh, um, 
I will tell you a twin is involved. Oh, who? She may have, she cloned herself. <laughs> no, no, she framed someone. <gasps> hey! Can you imagine seeing, just seeing some bitch and she kind of just fucking looks like you and you're like, <laughs> yeah. do you mind taking the name Marie Frazier? <laughs> I Wait, think not Audrey, not you. Audrey. Just Marie. Just Marie. You can drop the Audrey. <laughs> we don't know her. So that is the ending to part one. Okay. That was our first episode and... This is a this is literally the craziest fucking episode. Oh I oh promise God. you, please listen to the okay. second part. And do not look up this I'm not case. Look it up. Oh my god. Okay. Well, oh my god, I like guessed most of it. I'm so fucking good at this. Bella, you did really good. Oh my god, period. A plus I deserve a star. <laughs> I thought she was a cannibal. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, guys. Long, the whole time. <laughs> I want a star. So this is gonna be the end of um episode one. Yeah. Um let's plug our socials so this has been the first episode of criminal complaints you can follow us on instagram at uh, instagram at criminal complaints uh, my personal instagram is giannina.lambert bella does not have an instagram that she wants you to find lucci mine is oh lowercase lucci lambs and that is going to be it for this episode thank you guys for <laughs> listening and we will catch you in part two <laughs>